Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. This is the Kane's Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now here's the host of the Kane's Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. Welcome, Adam Gold. It is the Kane's Corner Podcast. Did not lie. The big voice did not lie. It's been a while. I apologize for that. There's a lot going on. Not of it. None of it has anything to do with hockey. Uh, so we're all trying to get through this. We hope there will be a season. At some point, we'll get back to talking about the mechanics of how it will all kind of play itself out. Uh, it is one of those times where no sports fan uh, is really enjoying it because at best, we're getting false hope and nobody's good with false hope. So uh, let's hope that we do get through this where uh, we get people staying away from each other and uh, we get on the other side of this curve and we might be able to get back to playing some games. I'm not even going to tell you whether I'm optimistic or pessimistic about it. I'm just hoping we can get there. Uh, with all of that said, there's a, there's still things that I know you want to hear about. Uh, so we're going to try and do that and Kane's Corner podcasts since we have no morning afters and I'm not doing morning after podcasts for the games that Fox Sports Carolinas is giving us. These uh, these throwback games, earlier games from this year, which are all great and all Hurricanes wins. And I'm not doing uh, Kane's Corner or morning after podcasts for the games that the Hurricanes are playing out uh, on EA Sports which are fantastic, by the way. And for the first couple of weeks, I was watching at least portions of them uh, because I miss it just like you miss it. Uh, But there are players to hear from, and there are stories to tell, and we'll do our best, I will do my best, to kind of bring you those stories. So with that said, when I was making a list of who are the players I really want to talk with, the first person that came to mind is Brett Pesci. Pesci, who we've grown to know and love as a player, who I've uh, known and covered since he came into the league, is A, a bright young star. Nobody's going to argue with me about that. Uh, I've, I've insisted that he is one of two, maybe three. I know everybody wants to put Dougie Hamilton on the list, and I will put him on the list for you. Uh, one of three indispensable players on the Hurricanes Roster, Jacob Slavin, Brett Pesci, Dougie Hamilton. I'll say in that order. And of course, the Hurricanes lost Hamilton and Pesci to injury. Uh, So I wanted to talk to Pesci because he's also a really cool guy. He's a good personality. He's fun. Uh, He's a little uh, little quiet, a little low-key, understated. Uh, But he's got a great personality. And I kind of think down the road... Uh, I would not be surprised if Brett, Cat, Brett Pe- Pesci ended up as part of the leadership group on this team going forward. And it, so I wanted to talk to Brett because I wanted to get his thoughts and see what get kind of get inside his mind about 
what was going through his mind when he suffered the injury. And remember, Brett was hurt during the David Ayers game. It was uh, the play on which Toronto scored to make it 4-3, and I believe that was in the second period. Uh, it was, it four, I think, 4-3, or maybe 4, no, it was 4-2. It was the goal to make it 4-2, uh, on which Pesci got hurt trying to play defense against John Tavares. Uh, and we talked about how it was an, basically a non-contact injury. It was an extension of the injury from uh, a couple of years back. Remember, he missed the end of that season. So did Victor Rask. They both missed the end of that season. Rask had the surgery. Pesci was able to avoid it and then played the entire year last year without having to deal with the injury. Of course, he, I think he was sick at the beginning of uh, you know training camp that year, so he even got off to a little bit of a slow start in terms of uh, overall health and whatnot. But uh, So our conversation began there, and we're going to pick it up from uh, when basically I asked Brett about, did he think about essentially rehabbing it and coming back and how difficult a decision it was to ultimately have the surgery. Of course. Yeah, I, it was, <laughs> I went back and forth for, for a solid week of what to do. And um, that's why I talked to not just one doctor, but put multiple and multiple doctors just to kind of get their voice on it and um, see if I could kind of make things worse if I came back. And if I was truly going to be this, you know, have the same effect I, I do, you know, I kind of think that I kind of play a little fearless out there. Um, and I think that if I would have came back, it would have hindered it, could have potentially made things worse. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of where I sit on it. I saw you in an elevator, in the elevator at PNC arena. Um, mm-hmm. I forget which game it was, uh, by the way, Natalie attired, uh, nice, uh, nice thick gingham, uh, gingham shirt, thin blue tie. I thought you looked very sharp. Um, <laughs> uh, but the, so I could tell then that you, I mean, you wanted to play. Um, right. how hard was that ultimate decision to make? Because I mean, especially when you play with an injury, you're always putting yourself, you're always putting your team ahead of yourself because you're playing, mm-hmm. you're playing hurt. So, uh, if you can walk me through that and the decision-making process. Well, I mean, it was just—I mean, it was probably one of the hardest decisions I ever made, just because I know how good this team is and how you know the potential that could be there. Um, so yeah, there's just not much, not much more to say about it. From that standpoint, obviously, I wanna—I wanted to play, but then, then again, I, I just didn't know if—you know—if I came back, I would have been in a big brace, and um, I don't know how. Effective, I would have been, and, and that's the last thing I wanted to do is come back and, and not be, the, you know, myself, and 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 ultimately hurt the team. So, um, yeah, it was just a, it was just a really overall uh, tough few weeks uh, for me. But uh, at the end of the day, I, no, I'm I'm glad. Obviously, I, I'm glad I got it taken care of, and uh, like I said, I'll, I'll come back um, starting next year, you know, stronger than ever. So it's it's good. Uh, I know it's it's relatively quick, but do you feel like you're ahead of schedule? Are you on schedule? Uh, what, yeah. Where are you? Um, I think I'm a little bit ahead of schedule. Um, like I just saw the my physical therapist two days ago, and obviously checked out. You know, he did a bunch of strength things and range of motion, and uh, he said everything looks 
looked good. Um, a little better than he thought, which was, uh, which was nice to hear, obviously, after, you know, a pretty major surgery. So, mm-hmm. um, hopefully I'm tracking, um, at a little accelerated pace. So, uh, a friend of yours, uh, played a bike in college with you, Trevor Van Riemsdyk. Not yep. say again, not saying the surgery is the same, but, uh, did you did you talk to him at all about you know uh, coming back from shoulder surgery? I don't know what what I mean. He got off to a little bit of a slow start, but my I have to assume because his was a brutal shot. Uh, yeah, that that I mean, there's got to be a psychological thing when it comes to the shoulder. Um, yeah. But, so what, did you talk to him about it at all? You know what I didn't. Um, just because, like I said, I've, I've done this before, right? Um, a few times, so. You know, I kind of know what it's, I kind of know what it's like coming back. I obviously came, I came back from it, um, played a while with it. Um, it's tough though. You know, mentally it's hard just knowing that. You know, any any game, any second, it could. You know, you can get seriously hurt. Um, and it, yeah, I mean, it definitely weighs on the back of your mind um, when you're out there a little bit. Um, so yeah, that's why I just ultimately. I, I just thought the surgery was just the right play for me and get it as soon as possible. We're going to get into some really deep Barbara Walters stuff here. Now, you know, you know, and I, well, that would be my, always be my plan. Um, <laughs> but, but of course I made myself so old. I'm, I'm frankly shocked. You know who Barbara Walters is. Of course. <laughs> you're a, re- <laughs> you're a Renaissance man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm sure you're sick and tired of talking about the injury. So I want to move on from the injury um, because I think I speak for everybody who is a Hurricanes fan. Uh, and even though I have a job to cover you guys, I really like you guys as people, especially yep. some of you that I've known for a long time. And mm-hmm. uh, it's it may feel like I've seen your basically every game of your career. Uh, yep. and it's been really cool to watch you develop into what you are. Um but I want to go back to that night one more time because that game has been shown probably 10 times since yeah. that night. So whenever people celebrate David Ayers night, how do you, how do you celebrate David Ayers night? No, I, you know what? I, I was so, I generally wasn't even thinking about myself on it, to be honest, after the game when he came in and just, you know, see everyone's face and, and how happy everyone is. It was just, it was special. And, you know, what injury or not, you know what, I'll come back from it. It's not the end of the world, but like some, to, to experience something like that and to see how happy that guy was. And, you know, that, that's a memory that, that's a memory that, you know, is going to last a lifetime for him and, and for us too. So, um, you know, it was, it was, it was truly an honor to be a part of that. So what, what was it like after the game, I mean, how much ice were you just like packed in ice like a fish at the uh, at the market? What what was uh, what were you like, and how do you celebrate that with him when you know <laughs> what's going on with you? Yeah, no, I mean, I was I had my sling on, and uh, <laughs> um, that was it, man. I just celebrated like I played the whole game, <laughs> to be honest, and I had a few goals. That's, that's kind of how it was for me. I was I was just ecstatic to see something like that, to be honest. I mean, what have you thought about what a stretch that was for you? Because you also had your uh, the exploding vein in your arm, yeah. and, uh, and then you came back in that. Like, f- frankly, I thought 
when you when I saw you come back in that game, I thought he's bionic. At that point, he's indestructible. He's never going to get hurt again. <laughs> no, I I don't know, man. I've had some weird, some weird things happen to me uh, this year. Hopefully, it settles down a little next year. Yeah, well, I'm uh, I I agree. I'm I'm hoping that it will settle down. Let's let's talk a little bit about what's going on right now. So you're in New York. Um, yep. uh, you're a, you're, you're a Tarrytown, New York guy. Um, yep. I, I, have I told you that the first girl I ever kissed was from Tarrytown? You did not. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a very weird and interesting fact that I did not know. It is a weird, well, yes. Well, somebody, it had to be somebody. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, so, <laughs> um, I mean, I, I do have children. Um, yeah. so I was, I, how old was I? I was 13. Wow. Uh, not quite 13 because I invited her uh, and I don't even know why I'm bringing this up now. Um, but why not? Uh, I invited her to, um, to my bar mitzvah and, uh, and there you go. Um, but uh, <laughs> yes, Mar- Margo from Tarrytown. I wish I remembered her last name, um, <laughs> but you're from a beautiful part of the country. Yeah. Thanks. Tarrytown is a wonderful place. How's lockdown in Tarrytown, New York? Um, quiet. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but it's, you know, obviously it's, uh, in, in my county, which is Westchester County, there's, I think there's more cases. Um, they, they have, we have the most cases out of anywhere in the state. So yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's serious. Um, you know, every time you go to the grocery store, everyone's wearing masks and gloves. Um, you don't really see many you don't really see many cars out. Like if I, you know, I'll go for, I'll go for just a drive just to get out of my place. Maybe go for like a coffee, um, at Starbucks or wherever. And, uh, you know, you don't, you don't really see anyone, even if it's a Monday morning at 9am, you know? Um, so it, it, it's just very eerie and uh, I'm just praying that this, this, this all blows over, um, sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully we'll, I mean, uh, they're, they are expecting it to get obviously worse before it gets better. It's already worse yep. in New York. You're about yep. 25 miles, I guess, from New Rochelle, which is kind of the epicenter of where this yep. uh, where this all began. Uh, that's over on the other side of Westchester County, but uh, still, I know you're you're pretty close to the uh, to the Hudson River, right? Yeah, I'm actually yeah, like my place actually is on the river. Um, oh, so, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, it's right on the river, but yeah, I'm very familiar with New Rochelle. Um, I know exactly where the lockdown is, so um, right. it, it's scary. Um, but you know, like I said, it's just we all just got to respect how serious this issue is, and and kind of just follow all the protocols that they're telling us to do, and and, and try to minimize you know the spread. So now, are you at uh, are you at home with your parents, or do you have your own place in Tarrytown? Uh, yeah, I have my own place. Um, so I'm here, um, actually my, I have two brothers, they both live with me and, and my girlfriend's here too. So, and we're kind of all just quarantined together, <laughs> just waiting right. out. So, all right. So we spend a lot of time talking about perspective, um, when it comes to things like this. And I have mm-hmm. always been of the mind that these things shouldn't give us perspective. We should always, we should always have it. But yeah. this is a little more. different. This this is a very different thing. So as things are happening, what are you what are you thinking about? Uh, do you watch more news now, or do you try to avoid it? I've actually tried to tried to avoid it of late. Yeah. Um, what do you yeah. do? 
Yeah, you know what, Adam? I, in, in the beginning, like a few weeks ago, I, I was watching the news because it wasn't as big. Um, but then, you know, as as the days got on, I, I, I kind of started getting a little, you know, it's just a little eerie to me. And yeah. it um, kind of freaked me out a little bit. So, um, you know, I still look at updates on it. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, I kind of get it get it on Twitter now, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obviously all over. So I keep up with it um, just because, you know, you got to see what's going on in the world and, and how serious the threat is. So, yeah. You are, uh, are your folks okay? Yeah. Thank you for asking. They're, they're good, man. They're, uh, they're trying to just stand as much as possible. You know, I, my whole family's here. My grandparents are a few towns away and, you know, aunts and uncles. So, yeah. um, everyone's just kind of keeping their distance and, uh, and trying to stay safe as, as best they can. That is, by the way, that's a very New York thing to uh, to get your own place, but be close to your folks uh, oh, yeah. and all the immediate family. Is everybody's right there? It would make if uh, if things were normal, it would make Sunday dinners very very convenient. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I got I gotta be I gotta be close to my parents, you know, just in case I can shoot by and they can check up on me. Right, <laughs> as though your dad's not following you on Twitter. Yeah, no, I don't know. If you, I don't know. I don't. I don't look at his Twitter. <laughs> but but you 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 talk about staying up to date on Twitter. I have literally. I used to watch. I I was. I'm a big news hound. Uh, mm-hmm. So I watch the news a ton. But uh, I have watched and listened to almost nothing uh, yeah. over the last couple of weeks. But uh, if I don't mute it on Twitter, it you know, uh, coronavirus right. or COVID nineteen. It it all. Uh, it all comes through. So let's, what, as a distraction, have you watched Tiger King? <laughs> so funny you asked that. Actually, I just, me and my girlfriend literally just started it yesterday. We just, we watched the first episode, to be honest. I thought it was a little weird. Yes. I, I didn't, I, I didn't watch the second one yet. I don't okay. even know if I'm going to, but I heard it gets better. So I might, I might keep up with it. I, look, I am not, I am not really a, uh, a TV binger. I have not watched Tiger King. I likely will not watch <laughs> watch Tiger King. I am more apt to watch old games uh, than I am to watch something like Tiger King. Um, I have yes, I have heard that it is ridiculous. Um, somebody so told me uh, basically say, they said it was like three episodes too long, uh, and that ultimately everybody in the show is an awful human being. But yeah. <laughs> we kind of like these things, don't we? As 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 a society, we kind of maybe it makes us feel better, right? It's like yeah, watching Jersey Shore. <laughs> no, I mean I I've never gotten into those stupid shows to be honest. Okay. Um, but uh, you know I do love shows. Like I love I just started. Uh, I don't know. I've heard here The Outsider. I just finished that actually. It's an HBO show. Like I love shows like Game of Thrones. I just need a little more serious. You know. Do you ever watch Barry? Mm-mm. Barry's a good show on HBO. Well, if it's a good show, I might check up on it because I got all the time, you know, in yeah. the world right now. There, so. Exactly. We all have a lot of time to do things. Yeah. I am not a show watcher, but Barry is, uh, he's an actor, uh, but he's really a hitman. Uh, so oh, yeah? Yeah, it's very good. Uh, it's, uh, it's it's a heck of a show. I'm a big fan yeah. of that. Are you a Curb Your Enthusiasm guy? Yeah. Yeah. I do like that show. Curb is amazing. That, That's awesome. Yeah, I mean it's just uncomfortable. Uh, it kind of reminds me of like a like a like a, like a newer Seinfeld almost. It's well, just, I mean I that's know. that's half of Seinfeld. Larry David is the I, right, right, right. George, George Costanza. 
uh, character is Larry David. Uh, Brett Pesci is joining us here. Uh, so something else that happened on Twitter, I, I'm sure you saw it because I'm sure a bunch of your teammates uh, made sure you did. Did you see Jake Gardner's kid shooting pucks at, I don't know, <laughs> 10 months old in a diaper? Yeah, it, it was, I, I was laughing hysterically. He actually, he actually always sends me Snapchats and, and, and messages of, of Hank, uh, right. Hank doing funny things. I mean, that kid is hilarious. What those two do, it's, you know, they're literally like they're like best friends. It's like a mini gate, so <laughs> it, it's really hysterical. I mean, first of all, I mean, I, I honestly don't know how old he is. I'm I'm guessing around a year. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, he's just around a year. Is it's it blew me away, like the coordination. Oh my god, I know it's crazy. And like he knew, like he was done. Time to set him back up. Yeah, yeah. I mean that. Every time I see him, he has, he's got a stick in his head. So I think he's meant to be a hockey player. I, I, it's well, he certainly has good genes. Uh, good genes for it. Some random stuff for you. Yeah. First thing you said or texted when you found out Willie wasn't going to start the season with you guys. <laughs> you think I could remember that? Well, I mean, I think you can give me a general idea. Um, well, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, probably. Right. Did you send that to Willie, or did you send that to somebody else? Um, I mean, I'm sure I sent it to my dad, that's for sure. Obviously, right. I wouldn't send it to Willie, just because, uh, you know, I don't want to put any pressure on him. Not like it would matter what I would be saying to him, but um, I definitely sent it to someone. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I mean, look, I think we all probably felt the same way. Um, right. So, uh, who knows? I mean, look, he, uh, and when you found out he was, uh, you guys probably found out before everybody else found out, heck, um, I'm not, I don't think anybody will be surprised. I knew he was skating in November and even went to watch him a few times. Um, right. when you knew he was going to come back, um, at that point, do you go, all right, when is this happening? When is this happening? How, how hard yeah. was it to like, not go, we need this guy. Um, yeah, it was, I mean, yeah, we, we, we were all anxious, obviously. I mean, I, I kind of had a feeling that he was going to come back at some point, but when it was actually getting closer and he was coming to our games, talking to Tom Moore, you know, everyone, you know, we all were just like, okay, like we need this guy. Like we got to get him, <laughs> we got to get him in the lineup as soon as possible. And uh, we know what he brings and just his leadership and obviously his skill. It's just an extra, adding an extra incredibly skilled guy and a clutch guy and, um, it, he's just he's just a special player, and there's there's not much more you could say about him. And then, of course, his first game, overtime winner. I no, mean, not, not like, the the shootout winner, and then he scores two goals the next game. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, the thing is, though, it's like I I was I was talking about like it's like yeah, like I'm I'm not surprised. It's like you kind of just expect it from him, you know? <laughs> he's just he's so gifted. It, it's insane. <laughs> uh, who was the best ping pong player while he was out? Uh, I got to go with Jacob. Jacob, uh, he's, he's a heck of a player, man. <laughs> heck of a ping pong player. He's a heck of a ping pong player <laughs> and hockey player, but he's a good ping pong player. I'll tell you that. Is, is Slavin your best friend on the team? Yeah, I mean, he's one of them for sure. Uh, obviously, we go way back and uh, we knew each other before pros, so. Um, yeah, I, yeah, he just 
he's just such a good guy. And but uh, but I got a lot of lot of lot of good good buddies on that team. I, I can honestly say that I I can go to I can go on a one on one dinner with with each and every guy. So um, I think that speaks a lot and how close that that group is. Do you think that's unusual in pro sports? I, I do. Um, honestly, I don't really know because I've only been on one team, but just kind of talking to other guys around the league and um, when other guys come here, um, Jordan, I'm like, wow, you guys are, are really close and this, mm-hmm. this is really different. So, yeah, I, I do. Um, I haven't seen it and I'm, and I, and I'm lucky um, that I'm in, I'm in Milwaukee or Miami. Um, so, yeah, it's a really good thing. I, I wasn't going to talk about this, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious because I've seen from my perspective, a difference in Dougie Hamilton, uh, not just this year, but I thought really toward the uh, the second half of last year. Uh, did it did it just take Dougie maybe a little time to get to know everybody, or did he fit in right away and those of us on the outside just didn't notice it? Yeah, you know what? I thought he fit in right away. Um, I remember the first time I met him, I was with actually Phil Giuseppe, and we picked him up and we got some food, and he was, He's very, you know, he, we just had a conversation. He seemed like a really cool guy. And then mm-hmm. he came to the locker room and, and everyone, um, he just got along with, that, with everyone. So, yeah, I think he truly just, he just fit in right away and he blended really well with our group. Yeah, look, there, there are some people and I recognize our role, my role uh, as a member of the media is never going to be um, it's 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 hard. It's hard to have a, a friendly relationship uh, with somebody like you know with a player. Um, right. It's not it's not impossible because I'm friends. I, I was friends with Justin when he was with the Kings and with the Capitals, and I spoke to him every once in a while. And Cole right. and I are, are friends, and some other play older players. Um, yeah. And even I became friends with them as when they were still here. Um, right. But it's 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 hard because there is a general uh, keep keep you know, arms distance from the media for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I get that. I get that. And it's, I think a lot, maybe a lot of people don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just kind of like a hidden rule, right? I guess you would say, um, just kind of don't reveal everything to, to anyone, but kind of your team. Um, so yeah. I mean, it's not a bad thing. Everyone no. just has, everyone has a job to do. You know, and that's just, it is what it is. All right. Last year was special. Mm-hmm. Have there been times this year when you wondered if you can rekindle, recapture some of the feeling of last year? There were times where I think maybe even you guys weren't sure. I don't know. It certainly seemed that way to us. Uh, but it did look like it was happening before everything got shut down. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, there's been times all year honest i mean everyone goes through rough spells right and last last year we we were going through a big rough spell in the beginning of the year you know, we were playing well we weren't getting results and um, then everything kind of kind of finally clicked and and then it, the same thing kind of happened this year i mean i remember watching the last four or five games and and the guys really seemed like they were just clicking and the chemistry was rolling and you know things were going good and then obviously just stopped but um yeah the, you know there's always there's always belief and everyone knows, you know, you know, when you have a team who can compete for a championship and, mm-hmm. and you know, the guys in the room, how talented everyone is. And, um, you know, we played, we've all been playing this game a long time and, um, it, it's pretty easy to tell that you got something special. And, and I think everyone 
hopefully we did this year and, and obviously last year too. We came up short, but um, yeah, the guys in that room are special for, and I think you know we're going to be dangerous for years to come. Couple of a couple of more things for you, Brett Pesci, and I appreciate your time uh, on a. Uh, uh, well, I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd like to say it's a busy time, but frankly, uh, I may just be keeping you from watching, uh, you know, another episode of Tiger Shark. Um, yeah, I got, I got nothing to do. <laughs> so you, you and you and Jacob basically came up within almost, I don't know, a week or so of each other. Uh, and mm-hmm. something that has always struck me about both of you, as good as you guys are defensively, how do you play without a mean streak? I mean, both of you are not, you're not mean people. You're good. But, I mean, there's no jerk in you and in Slavin. How do you play defense without being a jerk? Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, it's just, uh, I don't know. I think, uh, I, you know, I don't even know. I guess we just, we use our minds and uh, we're, I think we're smart out there. I mean, I think I think we both know when we need to take the body. Um, I wasn't even talking I, about that. I'm talking about I'm talking about I don't being know. a it's being just, an ass. It's, it's just kind of, I guess, how it's just kind of how we are. I right? can't really help it. You no, know? that's all I gotta say to that. <laughs> like you did fight, uh, you fought Mark Shifley this year. Yeah. Who who won yeah. that fight? Oh, of course I did. One no. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I don't know. We, we both had it. We didn't really know what we were doing. He was know. in a bad yeah, mood. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was in a bad mood, and I got a bad mood. It just kind of—I don't even know. <laughs> it was funny though. I th- this uh, this off season, I need you both, you and Jacob, to work on jerk tendencies. So okay. come back even meaner. All right, real real quick quick answers to these, and then we'll say goodbye. Uh, first player you loved as a kid. Um, first player I loved as a kid, I really liked uh, Brian Leach. Well, I could have predicted that. Yeah, I mean, obviously. But yeah, he was my guy, like, to really watch all the time, so. Yeah, you're not a Ranger fan anymore, but uh, I'm sure you grew up a, uh, a Ranger fan. Um, right, and he was, he was a stud, so. Yep. He was. I grew up an Islander yeah. fan. I was a John uh, John Tanelli guy, and believe yep. it or not, Brandon Sutter's dad, Brent. Brent Sutter. Brent yeah. Sutter was awesome. Yeah, he was real good for the Islanders. Jeez, hundred point guy. Um, yeah. Player you hate playing against. Player I hate playing. Um, you know what? I'd probably say. Uh, Marshawn. I don't like playing against that guy. Yeah, he's a little pest. He is a pest. He'd be good on uh he'd be good on your team though. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. He's he'd an, be good on our team, that's for sure. He's an incredible player. I mean, I I'm yeah. with you. He's just uh who who did he lick uh two years ago? Uh, Ryan Callahan, I think. <laughs> I think it was. Think it was. Yeah. <laughs> if he licked you, what would you do? You know what? I don't even want to think about it. Because it hasn't happened to me, and I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna think about it. And hopefully, it never does. So, all right. Uh, best thing about playing for Rod Brindamore. Um, best thing about playing for Roddy would probably just be, um, I don't know. I just 
I just like that he's just like a player's coach. You know, he he just understands um, he understands the game, and he's played he played for so long, so he knows he knows how the grind works mm-hmm. and, and how tough it is, and um, you know, he it's also just just his just his care, how much he cares about everyone, each and every player on and. And more importantly, off the ice. So I'd probably go with that. Yeah, he does. He he does care, and he gets you guys to care. What's the? Is there a worse thing about playing for Rod? No. No. Okay. I'll take <laughs> no, your word for it. Yeah, that's really not. <laughs> All right. Uh, beer or wine? Beer. Uh, craft beer or uh, like d- domestic? Domestic. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Finally. Last time you were in trouble with your parents? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Probably in uh, probably sometime in high school, I would think. Really? Not even They're... in college? Not even home for the summer in college? Nah, not really. They kind of gave me free reign on college, but high school they were pretty strict. I don't know. I probably got in trouble. Probably got caught going to a party or something. No, not you. Yeah, no, yeah, me. We've we've already we've already established that you're the nice guy. You're not the jerk. Yeah, I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice <laughs> guy who likes to have fun sometimes. Yeah, well, we all do. Exactly, we, we all do. Um, yeah. I can't thank you enough for doing this. By the way, of course, um, man. Anything to kill the time. Trust me. Well, don't don't say that to me because I'll call you again. And uh, nah, frankly, sure. I want you to have okay. your summer. Uh, uh, first of all, I hope you don't have a summer. I hope you guys. Well, you ha- you're going to have a summer anyway, so you can't come back. Yeah, well, I'll be there with the team. Hopefully, if this stuff this stuff resides, and I agree. I think the Carolina Hurricanes have the nucleus of a team that is going to be around for a long time. It was really nice to see how Morgan Geeky stepped in and was part of it. And who knows? Maybe they'll get back on the ice as a team in the coming months. We'll just say coming months. Coming weeks seems a little bit premature. Uh, But maybe in the coming months, they'll get back on the ice and give some resolution to this season. Not necessarily uh, anticipating it, but I hope it will happen. Um, In the meantime, we'll catch up with other players, uh, talk to them about whatever, because uh, we're all just trying to keep everybody entertained as best we can. A quick shout-out to a couple of very good friends of mine uh, and people that you, I know, admire. Um, John Forsland and Trip Tracy, Hurricanes play-by-play voice and color analyst. Uh, the local broadcast was named by The Athletic. If you're a hockey fan, I think you recognize The Athletic cares about hockey. The Athletic named the Carolina Hurricanes as, or the, the, the broadcasting duo of Trip and John as... The best in the sport. The best local broadcast in the entire NHL. There are 31 local crews. And some of the school, uh, the uh, teams also have a national broadcast. Because in Canada, there's there's local and there's national. Uh, but, I mean, it was remarkable to read what I wrote about John and Tripp. Because I have always believed it to be true that they are the best. And I know everybody thinks their crew is the best. But John and Trip are the best. John is the best, I think, the best play-by-play man in the sport, and that is including Doc Emmerich. And I love Doc Emmerich, and I've known uh, and spoken to Doc Emmerich for a long time. 
but John is the best there is in the sport. And Trip is outstanding. And I've been saying this for a long time. Trip is better than you think. And maybe a lot of you think he is great, and you should. Because I think Trip is tremendous. I think Trip should be getting national run. Maybe one day he will. Uh, but don't let the uh, don't let the comedy and the hijinks get in the way of Trip being a great listen. You'll learn something, and and this is my favorite part about the broadcast. They are clearly the Hurricanes broadcast, but they're not homers, and that is as important as anything when it comes to broadcasts. You got to be able to trust them, and they are the best. And so congratulations to them for being number one in the athletics survey. And this is not just locally, but uh, across the league. Fans from across the league who have sampled the Hurricanes, they have said the same thing. Uh, and I think all of us who, uh, who have sampled around the league, we all chuckled when we saw the Boston Bruins uh, broadcast of Jack Edwards and Andy Brickley. I like Andy Brickley. Uh, really, this is about Jack Edwards. They were voted the worst. So there you go. All right, so that was that. That's the Canes Corner Podcast. I appreciate you hanging out. I'm Adam Gold. Uh, If I didn't say this before, if I didn't say it after, uh, I got to say it now. Um, Download the podcast. Subscribe to it. If you want to give it a rating, give it a rating. I apologize for being away so long. I won't be away this long in the future. We'll get back and we'll start talking to guys and we'll talk to John and Trip and we'll do all that kind of stuff because it's what we do. We're trying to stay in touch as Hurricanes fans. Uh, thank you very much for hanging out and we'll see you next time on the Canes Corner Podcast. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast, including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast. Are you unhappy with your CPAP provider? Did you know you can easily switch providers right now? I'm Megan Giggling, General Manager of Parkway Sleep Health Centers. We are North Carolina's number one source for CPAP machines and supplies. Contact us today. We ship anywhere in North Carolina. If you're in need of a CPAP machine, supplies, a knowledgeable doctor, or a sleep study, Parkway has you covered. For information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health.